Hey there, this is Charlie from Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. I wanted to say a few things before we get into this episode because content and context is key. So I'm going to provide a little bit of context for you, the listener. Chris and I recorded an hour and 40 minutes worth of audio content, but we broke it up for you, the listener, just for ease of convenience and so it's not one big long podcast that you have to go through. So the first part you're going to hear right now is just quick reactions to NXT TakeOver Philadelphia and some conversation around that. I'm going to mention that we're going to answer 30 fan-submitted questions. That content, those questions being answered, is in the episode right after this. So if you want to listen to this and you want to listen to the 30 fan-submitted questions, maybe you submitted a question, you want to hear your name being called or the answer to that question, just listen to the podcast right after this and you will hear that question. Okay, one quick thing again. Want to apologize for, you're going to hear a lot of microphone cord shaking. That is completely on my fault. My microphone etiquette is improving. It's not fantastic. I don't talk extremely loud on the microphone during this episode, but I'm either shaking my knee or just like the way I'm sitting or the way I have the cord. You're going to hear some some cord noise and some bumps in the background. We cut out a lot of the bad stuff, so it's minor bumps. Just please mind that and enjoy this episode. And thanks for listening. listening to this episode of two heels and a face wrestling podcast i just got done watching nxt takeover takeover and it was absolutely phenomenal we're going to talk a little bit about that i have chris here with me in my in my place chris how you doing doing good bro Good. We are at the Chuck Colorado compound. The, yes, we are. Yes, we are. I'm double fisting some water over here on that LaCroix train, as always. And on this episode as well, we have we're going to talk a little bit about NXT TakeOver, uh, a little bit about, I guess, the Royal Rumble, if we'd like to, or just like yeah. the Rumbles themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like, uh, this is a mainly WWE NXT podcast, which is rare for us. It's rare, yeah. Very rare. And then we have... 30 fan submitted questions just like there's 30 people 30 men and women in the respective Royal Rumbles we have 30 fan submitted questions not all of them about wrestling there's some random ones thrown in here <laughs> we've had a chance to look at them and we're gonna call off all the people who have not their Twitter handles or anything because I didn't write them down and some people sent us like questions via text some people sent us questions via Facebook um, so like probably just your first name is gonna be said and thank you. And we're going to just uh, answer those questions for you as well, just to like mix it up a little bit, you know? Right. We're Keep not extremely, fresh. yeah, we're not extremely segment heavy, but I felt like this is a relevant seg- or uh, new thing to do. We're probably only going to do it for this episode. Uh, but yeah, 30 fan submitted questions followed by our uh, NXT TakeOver talk. Uh, do you want to start us off here, Chris? I mean, this is one of the big four, and... We didn't watch any wrestling together this weekend. Nope. So you didn't watch NXT TakeOver Live? No, I did not. When I came in, you were finishing up uh, the Almas versus... Yeah. 
Uh, I had a real, I had a real, real late night Saturday. Yeah, real, real late. I was in a, I was in like a complete fog until today. I was in a complete fog. <laughs> um, was was it a good? Well, my friends time? and I, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a good time. My friends and I, I went out with some with some of my old my old roommates that I used to live with okay. back in Link in the LP Lincoln Park. We went out and then we went back, and I remember it being like one a.m. at their apartment. And we popped in like a Stone Cold documentary. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and it was it was like something you order. It was like something on demand on Comcast. One of like those like you, random Amazon ones. Yeah, something like mm-hmm. that. Like we didn't pay for it, and they didn't have the DVD. They're okay. not. You know, one of them. One of my friends like grew up. Wa- they both grew up watching wrestling, but they're not. They don't currently watch. Yeah, yeah. And then the next thing I know, I looked at my phone, and I'm not like I usually don't stay out that late. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my phone, and it was six a.m. No way. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I was just like so entranced in this documentary, and like we were just having a good time, and then yeah, and I was so I I was like okay, I need to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. took an Uber home, and then I had uh I had a uh, my sister runs her own pet sitting sole proprietorship, mm-hmm. and I had to go with her to an event, uh like a, a fundraising event. Okay, at, like this thing started at like ten thirty. So no I came home. Yeah, I came home. I slept from like 6.30 to 9.30, woke up, mm-hmm. went to this event, jumped in Lake Michigan. It's called the Shelter Shiver. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's for, it's, it's donating to uh, uh, a live rescue. Uh-huh. It's, a shel- it's a rescue shelter here in Chicago. And they have something called the Shelter Shiver where you, you, you know, it's the same, it's the same concept as the polar the, punch. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so in, as is in uh, my zombie state, of my zombie form jumped into Lake Michigan, then went to Joe's on Weed Street. No Zello ring was there. <laughs> no oh, Zello, Joe's okay. on Weed Street without Zello Pro. We, I, I had like a couple beers and like that, like helped me a little bit. Like, right, right. Know, that's like sometimes the cure. Mm-hmm. And, then I came home after that and I had some food. The food saved me. I had some like greasy pizza and quesadillas and stuff. Then I came home. Uh, this is like three thirty. I get home, so then I sleep from like three thirty to five thirty, and then I get up and I drive to Villa Park to watch to the watch Royal Rumble. Rome. Yes, Jesus Christ! Now that that's rough. No, I, it was terrible. I never want to do it again. I mean, I had somewhat of a late night on on Saturday, but yeah, it wasn't as bad as that. Yeah. Um, no, what I I actually went out to Kaiju Attack. Okay, um, how was that? It was it was good. It was it was good. It was decent uh, at mm-hmm. Wire. I think that's the name of the venue or the, or the bar. Yeah. Um, and so what I you know I'm always punctual. So the flyer said uh, doors open at seven thirty. You are always pretty punctual. So more yeah. punctual than me. <laughs> so I get yeah. there at seven thirty because uh, I had talked to Martin before because right. I knew he was going uh, wrestling with unicorns. And once I get there, you know, I like I see people like people are trickling in and, uh, you know, I order a beer just kind of to make time. And then I text Martin. I'm like, yo, where you at, bro? He's like, we're across the street at a Dunkin Donuts. <laughs> I was like, I'm with the ring crew. We're watching NXT TakeOver. OK. I was like, I chugged my beer and I crossed the street. Nice. Is this uh, like the ring crew we know of? Or uh, like the, yeah, yeah. The yeah. freelance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Same, freelance. same ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK. Uh, and I think it a, was yeah, it was that uh, yellow and blue ring. That ring's got a monopoly. Yeah, <laughs> that ring <laughs> <For> gets <sure>. around. <laughs> and uh, so we, I went over there, and uh, yeah, like you know, a couple of us were there watching. Uh, I got there when I think because I missed the first match, and yeah, the Ember no the two matches. So I got there when Amber Moon was uh, was going up against Basler. 
Okay. So, um, but it was a good time, and you know, at a Dunkin' Donuts, at a Dunkin' Donuts. So by yeah. the time Cien Almas, like the main event versus Johnny Gargano, like that match was outstanding. As we were just popping in our chairs, like you know, I popped hard when when Almas came out with the mask. Right. Tell yeah. me about like like because so that was his, your history with. I know of mm-hmm. the history, but mm-hmm. you're. Why did you pop so hard for that? Because right, you've uh, right. seen so, it before. Right? Yeah, like yeah. obviously I, I've known I've known Almas as uh, La Sombra, which was part of the Los Ingobernables in, in Mexico. The like, OG Ingobernables. Yeah, OG, yeah, Ingobernables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always, that's one of the masks that I've always wanted to get. I haven't been able to get my hands on it. Ooh, so, the one that got away? <laughs> or the well, one that's I mean, away? it's in the works. It's cooking, so okay. we'll see. Of course. But uh, yeah, when he came out with the mask, like to me when he walked out, it's like, that's the wrestler that I would go create, a, you know, WWE create a wrestler. Oh, you would create, have like, you created a little Sombra before in the past? Um, or like he just looked like someone? He, you would... he would look like somebody that, because okay, so for yeah. some reason I always give him like the long leathery jacket. Okay. With like Mexican colors or something. Okay. Well, it makes so, sense. Yeah. Depends, your background, right? <laughs> and, you know, I'll try to throw in a mask in there. So like he yeah. came out as my creative wrestler. Like, oh, nice. Like, and That's then, cool. Yeah, but it was cool that he came out with that, that mask and then. And the uh, band. So funny story. So we're there and, and you know, the mariachis came out with, with masks Are on. Are we still in the Dunkin'? We're still in Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. Like this is the next takeover. So the mariachis okay. came out to, to bring in Almas right, right, right. with masks on. And then uh, Jonathan, uh, Martin's brother, he's like, bro, they have masks on. I'm like, yeah, I know. He's like, Champa's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and just the fact, just thinking that Champa could be a mariachi player right there. I'm That's like, not true, right? No, it was not. <laughs> no. But I, then we just started, like, you know, just kind of fantasy booking that whole thing. Like, what if Champa comes in at this point? And, and he's like, Champa's going to help Gargano win the title so then he can turn back on him and get a title <laughs> shot at Mania. And, That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, this is all at Dunkin' Donuts and, like, people were just jumping out of their chairs and things. So if anybody was walking down the street, just happened to look through the window of that Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> like, people were just going crazy, but nobody would know why. Like That's like, hilarious. This donut is so good. <laughs> I don't know. But it was, yeah, it was a good time watching it there with the guys. And You uh, can check that one off your bucket list. Yeah, for sure. Watching wrestling in a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then uh, we crossed the street, and uh, then we enjoyed the show at Kaiju. So Nice. That's how I spent my, my Saturday night. That's great. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, I love Dunkin' Donuts, so that sounds... That sounds yeah. like I would have had your, considering the two-day fog I was in, I probably would have rather had your name, but we'll see. Um, right. So, NXT TakeOver reactions. So, did you watch the tag match that started? Um, yeah, I, I went back the okay. next morning on Saturday as, you know, we're doing short chores around the house and stuff. Sunday? I, I put, oh, yeah, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I put that on and uh, we were watching it. So. Okay. Uh, great. So, like, quick reactions here you got it on the agenda let's what are your yeah. quick reactions to the tag match that happened uh to the tag match which is the undisputed era right against uh the authors of pain yeah um like these guys are killing it like both mm-hmm. sides like i thought that uh, authors of pain were feeling a little stale for me and maybe because i wasn't just too much into their character like i would see that there would Always be or just now uh, recently, like oh, recently. leading up okay. to this thing, okay. Uh, but this match like turned me on to all of them all over again. Um, yeah. I mean, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, I feel like they're doing a great job at NXT in okay. general. Like as How's they're that? ramping up, like the, the whole like I don't I don't dig the name, um, yeah, the faction it's, name. But it's slowly like I didn't at first, but I'm like slowly getting into exactly. it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like 
it's WWE style, right? Like they're gonna throw something at you, you're not gonna like it, and before you know it, you're gonna be like, okay, yeah, like I accept right. it. That's what it is. And there's like, I th- I feel like their theme sucks at the beginning, and then there's like this one part where it gets like really good. Their theme, like the music, even, yeah, their mm-hmm. music. It like their music is like growing on me too. It's like slowly, it's like a vine, like slowly wrapping uh-huh. itself around me. If that makes sense, well, it was uh, well. It was just a lot of creative was, stuff. I mean, we don't have to go. Mm-hmm. There was a lot. Uh, like they were, they were chopping at the legs of. Uh, I don't know which one. I think it was Akam. I'm Akim. finally like starting to. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. Like you know, the Akam and Reese are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it, this is just an example. This exa- This match and the, um, Alistair Black Adam Cole match. Bro, are, that was that was awesome. It was. They're mm-hmm. yes. They're uh. They're really two good examples of. How NXT maybe maybe because NXT takeovers aren't so oversaturated that NXT when you watch an NXT takeover you feel like every time you watch one you've seen things that you've never seen before like you've seen yeah. spots that you've never seen before the tag team division is on fire still it was on fire when DIY and the revival were in it that tag team division is on fire still and they're coming up with new ways to just perform these moves on each other, new tag team finishers. Like, like in the black and coal match, he reversed the, the way the chairs are instead of like doing, instead of putting someone like through two parts of the chair where you sit on it with your butt. All oh, right. He did the, they, they, did, them they backwards, did the spot where like, back yeah, to back, right. Or chairs, right, back mm-hmm. to back chairs. And you're landing like on the top where like the top of your back hits, if that makes sense. Yeah. And they're constantly doing this where, is I can't tell you like how like so many WWE pay-per-views we watch. Let's say it's like a B show. It's like a B show pay-per-view, like a clash of champions. And you don't really see anything that like sticks out to you as like something really, really new and probably until probably like the second to last or last yeah. match. Like all I just see like a lot of the B WWE pay-per-views seem like they're just like going through the like the spots just are going, lot, through like the going through the motions. Yeah. Like it, like yeah, like the Rumble had new stuff. But I don't know. Like, there's something special about NXT Takeover, maybe because they only do four a a Mm -hmm. year, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're able to come up with like so many new creative things. And I thought this match had so many different new creative spots. Um, And that was the best part of it. And the selling was great. Uh, Fantastic selling by O'Reilly, specifically, I believe. At least that's something that like popped out to me. It was a believable win because, like I said, they were just like chopping at Akam's knees like constantly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like when things make sense, obviously I pop like because it makes sense. So that's what stuck out to me about this match. Yeah, and so and moving on to the next one, right? Like, what were your thoughts about the Velveteen Dream? You know, he came out with the uh, boxing shorts because he was going to knock him out. Yeah, that was good. That was I was like, God damn, right. he did it again. Another <laughs> smart thing, like, yeah. Um, and then they did the spot at the beginning where like it almost looked like a knockout, uh-huh. but he didn't go for the pen. He was like telling, and and he did it like right at twenty, which mm-hmm. made sense because the the, the crowd was chanting. Mm-hmm. He did it right at 20. So if the ref were to do like a maybe a 10-second count there, it would have been technically been 30 seconds. Right. So do you feel, um, you know, Chris Hero, Cassius Ono, like he keeps losing. He's the new gatekeeper. What do you mean by that? He's the t- new Ty Dillinger. Mm, okay. I think he's a new gatekeeper. I didn't realize how old he was and like how much they they released a video right that introducing himself and he even said yeah. uh, I was Chris Hero in the Indies. Oh, did he say that? Yeah. In the video? Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Um, he I, he's he's a he. I think 
it makes sense to use his knowledge to just better the entire roster while he's down there. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of using him in a way, and it might not be fair for like his growth, but he's he's a, maybe he's, he's like much one of those wiser. things of like I know my role. And I'm here to. Oh, I'm sure he doesn't care. I'm sure he knows his role. He seems very humble and like very about the team. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, his role. He he's he's probably a mentor to some people down there, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think his role, like him putting a lot of people over, shows that. Yeah. So like it might be it might we might see this for another year, just like him, him having a single important singles match on the undercard and him just losing. Uh, But I was gonna say about his. Ring attire. Did you notice it was like still kind of Chris Heroish, but not like the outlandish, like because uh, it wear like the Duke jersey, uh-huh. the Sacramento Kings jersey, like the USA Dream Team jersey, uh-huh. and it was still like a jersey. It was still the same combo of a jersey with tights, but it was like black and yellow and Cassius Ono branded and NXT branded, and not like something outrageous, like something outrageous that Chris Hero would wear. Yeah. So I think that was like a seemed like a good. A nice compromise because he didn't look when he's like wearing the the white jersey like he just looks just because of his body type. I don't mm-hmm. mind his body type like I'm not fat shaming him, but some of his outfits just look like too ridiculous. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. for a Cassius Ono like if that was Chris Hero, this is AEW that'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. But just like for it was like a little toned down, which I liked. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Amber Moon versus Shayna Baszler. I only have one thing to say about this match, uh-huh. and. I'm f- totally okay with the finish of it. What what really, like, I was kind of mad about was how long she was in the armbar. Yeah. I thought she was in the armbar for way too long to the point where it's, it's like, a per- like, Ember Moon, okay, she's... And she was selling that arm yeah, for so it, long. Like, exactly. And, it, like, her selling and the whole, like, medical team checking on her, like, it was like, you know, I, I watched it without sound. So, to me, it's like, oh, shit, is she legit hurt? Oh, like, okay. It made me believe, and it's like, and then when she was in the arm bar for so long, it's like, like seriously, just, you know, it was too long. It was just too long. Like they should have did that roll up finish, but they should have did it. They should have did it maybe like fifteen seconds. Yeah, and, it, and you know, it could continue the story if it was just like she was never able to get an arm bar on her. That yeah, it. exactly. Like her arm was really hurt. It was like she had like one. Shayna Baszler had like one really good wrench back, and I was like, okay, that's it. Like mm-hmm. she tapped. And 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 then like it was just like another fifteen seconds went by and she's like still like selling and like hanging on. It's like okay, she's a really good baby face. She's not a superhuman. <laughs> like right. like she's not a her gimmick is she's a goddess. She's not a mythical creature. She's still an actual person unless she is unless she is unless they're booking her as a fictional character. But like a person's arm is gonna snap. So like make it yeah. a little bit more believable for me. For sure, I agree. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that match. Yeah, and uh, you were talking about Alistair Black and Adam Cole, how they had, like, so unique spots. Yes. Um, like, definitely that chair spot, like, was crazy. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Um, uh, a cool spot in that match, I thought, was when the table f- spot finally happened. Because I forgot those tables were there. Oh, uh-huh. There was, uh, it was, a, like, a chair shot or, like, a ch- or he kicked oh, the it chair was, yeah, it was in Alistair Black's yeah. head. And then he fell through the tables and that, like... I forgot those tables were there, so I like popped for the chair shot, and then I popped a little bit more. So, are we calling those like safe headshots? Like, what? Because oh, I mean, they've yeah. happened several if times. If you hold now. up a chair to your head, that's yeah, Th- that's okay. I think so. It's better than the full on. 
I mean, that's Share a good head compromise. The right. fans still, I would want, the, I yeah. mean, I don't want people to get hurt, but like, that's yeah, a good a fine line, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, to ride. Yeah, I just, I've noticed it more just on NXT now. Okay. Yeah, that's a good observation. So, uh, but yeah, main event, I it was everything I, I did not know I wanted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, that's all I got to say there. Like, I, I, and then at the end. Yes. I mean, um, when I like when we were just what we were just watching this match and like yeah. when I said the phrase it was almost too good, I didn't mean it in a bad way. I meant it like they had like five or six finishing sweet sequences in this match that could have been finishes. Yeah. And I would have been satisfied. So it was like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was like by the time they finally finished the match, I was like. I would have been like okay with like the last four spots that happened and like <laughs> yeah. the match would have been finished. Like it was that damn good. It's like I don't even know if that was like purposeful or it's like their signature moves were just hitting so well. Not their finishers, but like their signatures. Yeah. Were hitting so well that the it was cr- enough yeah. for, for you to be it like, was enough okay. for yeah. me and the crowd to believe it. Like I don't know if that was intentional, if they're like we're gonna have like eight fall eight really crazy false finishes. Or if, like, their shit was just hitting so good, it turned into that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this uh, this match gave me, like, it's like one of those meals you sit down for and you're just, like, so stuffed, your stomach is hurting, but you're so satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to revert back to, like, a wrestling buffet, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That was, was definitely fantastic. not a snack slice match. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Like, that, I would have paid the price of admission probably for that alone. It was fantastic. Early match of the year candidate for sure. And then Johnny Gargano has just been on a tear. Yeah. Like, I went back and watched... Uh, last week, I went back and watched some of his NXT stuff leading up to this. His match against Pete Dunne, really good. His match against Chris Hero, really good. I think he might have had one more um, against someone who I'm not sure, but... And didn't he... He also had done a Tyler Bate one, right? Um, but that was a, a while ago, probably. Well, I he's think, wrestled yeah. Pete Dunne before. He's wrestled Pete Dunne twice. Once at mm-hmm. a takeover before. The yeah, takeover yeah, before. you're right. Yeah. Um, so I didn't. I don't know. Maybe I don't know mm-hmm. if he has a match with Tyler Bate, but um, he's on like one of those really hot streaks. Well, I think uh, Mauro Ronaldo compared him to to Daniel Bryan, like, like being that super babyface underdog. Oh yeah. Oh wow, that's a good comparison. Yeah, I, I think I heard it right now when you were, when oh, we were okay. watching it. So, I missed that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's. Absolutely right on And good for him Yeah um, He is He's fantastic at his role Like he needs to keep losing almost <laughs> Like cause it's so good right. It's so good to watch him lose 